0: Hello, this is John Havens, and you're listening to Talking Schist with John. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce myself and the program, because it is a brand new podcast, after all. And I am here with my daughter, who is also my producer, Kylie Havens, who has her own podcast, by the way, Midwest Mindset. Oh, thank
1: you for the plug. However,
0: (laughs) yes, we get the plug, but we need to move on. So (laughs) for the intro, I just wanted to say a little bit about myself. I am a geologist. I'm employed here in Indiana by a mining company. And so I spend a lot of time out in quarries and sand and gravel pits and those kinds of places. So a lot of my talk will be, yes, about geology.
1: All your cool stories about geology stuff.
0: Some cool stories, some cool. But there will be many (laughs) other topics as well. So like, for instance, I'm going to do uh, some stories about when I was a kid and I would go to visit my grandparents in Iowa, which are awesome, great stories. I even started a book about that. I'll get more into someday. Um, Some college stories, Uh, Mostly, of course, those will be geology related because that's what we did, but um, also have family stories. Uh, we'll see who all gets into those, but uh,
1: I hope it's not me because I know there are some. <laughs> well, it just I don't. There are some <laughs> I don't need out there.
0: And then I will also throw in tidbits from the world of science and nature, and I mean just interesting things. None of it will be hard to understand at all because it's all fun to understand. So you don't have to but be uh, a
1: science person. You don't have to be someone no, from the Big Bang theory. In fact, it's to even listen. you don't
0: want to be because this is more geared for people who are not scientists. And that's just on those days. I'm going to be many stories and things as well, as you know. I've already told you that. But I'm going to mix it up. Keep it going. Yes. And since I'm from Fort Wayne my entire life, there will be a lot of things about Fort Wayne here and there. Fort
1: wayne Scattered in, even
0: including the geological history of Fort Wayne, because... That is why Fort Wayne is here, and we'll get to that. Um, actually, I think I'll do that for my second episode.
1: Oh, yeah, real quick, why talking schist? What is schist? Just in case you know, there are some non-science
0: people. Excellent question. Schist is a metamorphic rock, and it's uh, when rocks get folded, like in mountains where they're warped and bent, and the pressures and things exerted upon them, well, they they reconstitute themselves and they usually come out kind of in layers and things, but anyway, there's two varieties, one's called schist. And that's a little bit finer grained than the other variety, which is called nice. So, as geologists, you know, we're always making jokes about stuff. And that's one of the most classic. I mean, it's, you know, one of the most classic ones.
1: Geology hey, nice rocks schist, you know. Yeah, it's like G101 one. stuff.
0: G101, <laughs> hey, really nice schist, man. You know, that kind of stuff. So, anyway. So I just figured, well, I'm going to call it Talking Schist with John. I think it was real simple. It'll be fun and Perfect. Easy. And
1: look, we already learned something first episode. That's right. Yeah.
0: Easy, wasn't it?
1: I feel like that was a good intro, so we have that. But what uh, what is this first episode? We can just get oh. right into <laughs> your topic. And you already have a title for it and a story for today. I do. So yeah, explain yes. that.
0: So this story starts in 2007 and...
1: But you have to do yeah. the title, which you have...
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I should have done that. (laughs) That's fine. So today's episode is called The Six Degrees of Nicolas Cage. And why Nicolas Cage, I know you're going to ask. So go ahead and ask.
1: (laughs) I already know, but... Why Nicolas
0: Cage? Because I, I like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, you and have a weird <laughs>
1: obsession with Nicolas <laughs> he's Cage. He's cool. That he's funny. He's not cool.
0: And uh, yeah, he's, I just like Nicolas Cage. Plus, I just feel like I know him. After you hear the story, you'll, you'll understand why, but I feel like I know him. But I love the yes. National Treasure movies as well as Bailey, my middle daughter, your sister.
1: She's, we she's watch our, it all the time. We our love fact it. checker on Midwest Mindset. Yeah,
0: so all of that will come into play with this story about Nicolas Cage and the Six Degrees here today. It is a three-part story, however. I mean, I'm going to do it all today, but It's three parts. Okay. So that beginning part of this story starts in 2007. It was like September 1st or right there at the beginning of September 2007. I was at work one afternoon. In this particular case, I was at our corporate office and the uh, administrative assistant walked up and asked me, hey Havens, can you go to LA on Monday? (laughs) <laughs> and this is like a Thursday. Again, we're of course in my, Indiana. Yeah, well, my first question, I didn't think there was a Los Angeles or L.A. in Indiana, so um, I said, well, just to be sure, I said, so, <laughs> or you mean like L.A. out in California? Is it
1: Lafayette? And she goes, yes, <laughs> L.A. in
0: California, can you go? And I said, you know, of course, it didn't take long to think about it, but I had to act like I was thinking about it a little. And I said, yeah, I can go, I can go. So, um why? <laughs> so she said, Well, the CEO at the time wanted me to go because some other people were going and they thought they needed a technical person along with them. Uh, this company in California was proposing a, a new service to our company, and um, uh, the president of our division, who was my boss at the time, and a president who was my boss before and was moving on to another position in the company, was going, and our CFO was going. So it's going to be us four. So I said yes, I can go. So uh, on Monday we got on the airplane and we went out to LAX, and which is pretty cool. If you've that never would, seen it. yeah, I've
1: seen it on uh, <laughs> just on movies.
0: Yeah, it's it's very neat looking, and you know you see it from the air, and it's like wow, I can't I can mean, see this on TV all the time, but here it is right in front of me. It's
1: like when we went to so, New York in the uh, the ice skating rink that's always on oh yeah, in movies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. and
0: then ahead. we got to go up on the Empire State mm-hmm. Building. So so we got there, we landed, and. Um, We had to get a room right away. Uh, We were going to go the next day, actually, to meet these people. So we got in, we got around, had dinner. Next morning, we get up, and uh, I didn't know much about what I was going to encounter. The only thing I knew was that the person who we were meeting with, the, the, the man that arranged all of this was... Nicholas Cage. No, no, no. Well, Nicholas Cage <laughs> is his kidding. neighbor. But anyway... Oh,
1: wait, wait, he, I didn't know that
0: part. <laughs> he, this guy lived in Bel Air. He's obviously a very wealthy person, but he had... All we knew is he had the most expensive house in America. Now, oh, that's what we were that's, told. Yeah. It's, it's close. I'm not sure. It's absolutely sure, but it's, it's very close. It's a very expensive house. So I thought, oh, okay. So so anyway, we didn't go to his house right away. We went down to Wilshire Boulevard, and we met in an office building on Wilshire, and to kind of set the, the mood for you all, the, uh, looking out the window while we're talking, uh, there was a Ferrari slash Maserati dealer right across the street. Oh, nice. <laughs> and we were right up the way from a Rodeo, uh, Rodeo, the, the plaza. And, yeah, the, so, so anyway, we were up there, and uh, we met all morning and discussed a lot of things, and it was interesting. And then the guy says, hey, let's go to lunch. And so we went downstairs and we walked down to Wolfgang Puck's, the original Wolfgang Puck's restaurant. So he took us to lunch. Now, while we were there, a couple things just to say. I mean, I go in and there's obviously wealthy people all around the place, but... We were sitting there probably ten or fifteen minutes, and this large party of women came in, and they were all decked and out in very expensive clothes. They had Gucci bags and all kinds of things <laughs> with them. And they're walking in, and the guy goes, "Oh yeah, that's my daughter-in-law's um, wedding. Uh, what do you call it? The bridal, the bridal
1: shower. Party <laughs> bridal party. Oh, geez.
0: So here comes his wife and a bunch of these women and young girls, or you know, just all come to this big giant table." Wolfgang's—they were a couple tables away from us, but uh, so that was interesting to see that. I'd already met one of his sons. too. We need
1: to look these people up on Instagram and see if, like, she, they're still together and stuff. Hmm. I bet we could. Well, find the boy's them.
0: last name would be Winnick.
1: Okay, I'm gonna do that.
0: But uh, anyway, okay, so check. Yeah, so we're in there and um, very interesting. But after lunch, uh, we we just had a few minutes to kill, so we we went down to the—I guess it's Rodeo Drive. It's yeah. the big plaza. There's—I the, remember seeing a uh, Louis Vuitton and. A, mm-hmm. Yves saint Laurent or yeah.
1: <laughs> YSL. 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 Yeah.
0: And so um, all these places, but Bob and I, my old boss, we went into a bar and grabbed us a beer and stood there just kind of looking out across the plaza. And uh, it was just a nice sunny day, but I'm sitting there thinking, we're looking at all these people and we're wearing clothes like you were in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> these people out there are not wearing that kind of clothing. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So it was
0: very, that was funny in itself. But, uh, so afterwards we went back up to this room and, um, during the afternoon session it, it got over a little sooner i think we went on from probably one to four or so but during this funny part of this session was this uh one guy that was at the table named simon he worked for the the guy we went to see simon was trying to show us another product they had and just how durable it was so he had a piece of it he, was, he put it up on the table we were talking at and he's about ready to hit it with a hammer and the gary goes now gary's the owner gary's wait simon that's a twelve thousand dollar table. Don't hit that thing on there. Oh so my god! He stopped in mid mid action, and it was pretty funny. So I'm just sitting there, man. Twelve thousand dollar table. You know we don't we don't have those. But my uh, phone on silent. There. Yep. <laughs> there. You
1: go.
0: So 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 that was cool. Then we're sitting there, and um, Simon said, "Hey, can anyone go to New York next week?" And I'm thinking, New York? You mean like on the other side of the United States? And he's like, uh, yeah, I said, we want to show you how this product works. And we were going to do a pour next week, and we'd like for you to come. And it was like exactly one day or one week from the day that we were there then. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, if you guys say no, I'm not going to be happy. So I'm just sitting there waiting. You know, Well, first of all, the CFO goes, well, I can't make it. I've got something else going on. My current boss, no, I can't go. I've got too much going on. So I looked at my friend Bob, who was my ex-boss, and he looks at me and he says, Can you go, John? I go, Yep, I can go. And so, <laughs> so the two of us said, We're going to go. We're going. So yeah, we're going to go to New yeah, York City. how do you City. turn so, that down? So that will be actually part two of my story when okay. I get to that. But i got to finish part one here. So I did it. I, uh, Bob and I both said we would go. And then after that, it wasn't too long, and Gary says, Well, who'd like to come up to my house for drinks now? And I'm thinking, you guys, we better you better, all say, you better yes. all say yes because I want to go. So we all agreed to go up to his house for drinks. And so we went downstairs and we waited for the cars to come. And uh, of course, a Bentley pulls up, and then this great big black Ford Excursion. Bob, of course, says I'm going in the Bentley. And he hops in the Bentley, <laughs> so it kind of left me stuck to go in the in the, uh, the Excursion. However, the butler Daniel was driving the Excursion, and it was a very nice, very nice Excursion. So we hop in there, and he starts driving. His name is Daniel. And uh, on the way up, I remember first passing the uh, Hollywood Hotel. So he pointed that out, of course. You know, that's very famous. It's, yeah, uh, very famous stuff has happened in there. And then uh, we're just driving along. He kept he was like yelling out people's places, and he says, "There's Nick Cage's house." And I'm like, "Nicholas Cage, that's my guy." We <laughs> so we went right past his house. I'm like, "Ah, oh, dang!" So that, but then another interesting thing. And I can't remember if this was. I think it was the house we actually went to. It was either the one there or right next door or something, but uh, as we pulled in, Danny goes, This is right where Zha Gabor's husband was caught naked trying to break into the house. Oh my god, go, and I remember there was a story, it was like that same yeah. year just earlier really, about the old guy's like 90 years old and he was naked <laughs> out there, and they caught him out there, so I think he got arrested or whatever. But uh, so that was pretty interesting, but you know. I still gotta say, we passed Nick Cage's house. That was so now awesome you, for me, so I'm like pumped up pretty much about that. Now so you know him, but now we arrive at the house. Now, so here's what the story's really about, and the reason I'm telling it today is because, like a week ago or so, I was just sitting here thinking, what was, I can't remember the guy's name that owned it. So I was, you know, running a search on him and all that, and I, I see the house went on the market in October of this year. It's on the market right now, and it's two hundred and twenty-five million dollars for this house, which is a Jeez. lot of money for a house. Holy so it, cow. it said right on it. It says most expensive house on the market right now, and it's in it's actually in Bel Air, California.
1: How and much is it again?
0: Two hundred twenty-five million is what the asking price is. Jeez. So, and one of the Hiltons is like the uh, real estate agent. <laughs> wow. And the funny thing too, the, the Hiltons actually lived in it at one time. Conrad Hilton did, and it was built back in 1930s. a really famous house in Bel Air. And a famous architect that designed it and all this. So I don't even know where to start with the rest of the story about the house because it's so massive. But um, we went in, and right away, Daniel took us into a big bar area. Mm-hmm. And now you remember, this house was built in the 30s or so, so it looks like old style and everything. But Gary was actually renovating it, which
1: okay.
0: which is another problem. What, what, you got a question? No, I'm just oh, thinking. Yeah, so he was kind of renovating it in some places. And, you know, I'm sitting there looking around, and there was actually... One of the first things I noticed was a very large Picasso hanging on the wall. Oh, my gosh. Like a five foot by five That'd foot. That
1: would be so crazy to see like, like real, a real, yeah. real
0: Picasso in his right in the room. I'm not still, in a museum. Yeah, it was like not protected by anybody or anything. But, um, so I'm thinking, Except okay, Daniel. this guy's serious. So then, um, like I said, he took us into this bar and he said, who, who wants a drink? And so, of course, Bob and them, they all come up there. They, they started telling him what they wanted. Well, I didn't know what I wanted because I drink Miller Light beer pretty much. And I was just kind of waiting. Well, then Gary pops in. The, the billionaire, yeah. Gary. So Gary pops in, and he looks digging around back there, and he grabs out this bottle of scotch, and he holds it up, and he goes, who wants some of this scotch? And then I said, there's time to make my move. I said, I do, please. And so I had the billionaire pour me a scotch, and he poured it in a glass <laughs> of what I said it, he gave it to me. Oh, And my I was gosh. there drinking the scotch, and then he started giving us a guided tour of the house, which was interesting. The billionaire
1: but he, poured you a scotch. Yeah, and
0: he didn't take us in the entire house. But, oh, by the way, the name of the house... It has a name. Yeah, so we it's, can it's Google got, it. Yeah, it's, it's got its own good. name. It's a casa encantada, meaning the enchanted, enchanted house.
1: Enchanted
0: house. So yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, I want to look
1: up while you're telling the rest so, of this, just as you're talking. What was their last name? I mean, I have to look. So on the it last after.
0: name is Winnick. It's W-I-N-N-A-C-K, I believe, or maybe a C. But anyway, yeah, Gary Winnick was the guy, and he has a story all about himself, which I'm not going to go into today. But um, anyway. So this house to go on. So he gave us a tour, and he, one of the rooms he took us into that I remember the most was um, a room that, as you walked in, it had pictures on every wall, and every picture Gary was in it with every president and every pope that I can ever remember. <laughs> he was Holy in there. He also had letters. He had a handwritten letter from Benjamin Franklin, an original hanging in there, and some other old old uh, politicians and things. And I mean, I can't remember who all, but I mean, it's just it was amazing. I mean, it was just there, you know, just there. And he owned them, (laughs) so pretty interesting. So we we only had a brief tour of the house because he was uh, he's very secretive about what he does in the house because because of the fact that it was a very important architectural house in a Bel Air. A lot of people are mad because he's doing this renovation. They don't like what he's doing, and so he's not letting anybody see. And we couldn't take any pictures in there or anything.
1: Oh, yeah. And didn't you tell me something, too, about his dogs or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So this is... You got to picture this. You're in a mansion that is right now on the market for $225 million, right? Mm -hmm. So that's neat. And then, of course, I already told you how it looked inside and whatnot. But at one point, this is funny. I was standing there in that bar area room, and there was a Uh, You know, that was off from the foyer. And on past the foyer was another hallway that went on into the other parts of the house, which we didn't get to go in. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So... But the funny part was there was uh, you know those little wooden accordion looking folding things that people use to keep babies in and out of rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put it up on the door. Well, he had one of those on that hallway door. And I'm thinking, man, this looks really strange. You got this. So
1: it's this, like kind of like ratchet looking yeah. with like a like hillbilly yeah. with the nice Exactly.
0: Million you, you'd have thought that this guy'd mansion. have some like custom made uh, you yeah. know brass and oak wood. Floor,
1: <laughs> but right. he had just like a it's what is it, little... like a Fisher Price <laughs> It's like a cartoon
0: in there. <laughs> That's well, anyway, weird. So these little dogs too there were like three of them and they're like little mop dust dogs you know little fuzzball yeah. dogs and anyway so you hit one point oh, let's let the boys out or whatever and he opened up that little thing and they come running out and they're going <laughs> across there they're skidding on the tile floor <laughs> i'm just thinking to myself okay that part of his life is kind of normal it's just like the one to p- probably itself?
1: the one thing <laughs> that's right
0: anyway that was just one of those oddball little things that happened in that house that day so so he took us outside, but that was interesting too. We still, I still had my scotch. You know, I was going to hang on to that for a while. And uh, he took us on a tour. He told us he had ten acres in Bel Air. I think I read on the on the real estate thing that it said maybe nine acres or something. But still, ten acres, nine acres, whatever. Yeah, it was that's biggest crazy. biggest property in Bel Air, it overlooked the Beverly Hills Country Club. In fact, the golf course kind of wrapped around it. Beautiful, terraced up there on his on his site. And he had a building out back. That was a a viewing studio for watching movies, like real movies on reels, <laughs> you know, big, like Hollywood movies. And that's crazy. It's so cool, yeah. And um, so it was like a viewing room, and then he had uh, terraced gardens. He had a greenhouse out there. In fact, I remember one of the fruit trees he had was this citrus plant that instead of like an orange growing on it, this fruit that looks like a hand, looks just like a hand grows on there. It's got like fingers and stuff on it, but it's got a skin on it like an orange and it's citrus. citrus, And um, very interesting. He had those things actually growing there. I knew what they were, but I'd never seen one. Wow. So that was neat.
1: I was distracted because I was looking up their Instagram. And I don't know who, if they're the right people, so I'm going to have to show you after. Mm.
0: Show me while we're talking. I'll see. All right. I'm going to pull it up. So... A very interesting day, obviously. Um, not every someone day. someone
1: named Catherine Winnick.
0: Not every day you get a scotch poured for you by a billionaire. And um, so that is pretty much part one of the story. The next, you know, that night we went back to the room, uh, went back to work, and got ready to go to New York City the next week. So that was the next part of the trip. So Bob and I got ready, and we, we flew out to New York City. I hadn't thought about it, but a few days before, so this is part two, by the way. And we, a few days before, we are talking, I said, Bob, I go, did you think about what date that is coming up, the day we're going to be there watching this pour? And he goes, no. And I go, it's September the 11th,
1: and oh. the pour
0: was taking place at the new building that was being built yeah, at Ground Zero. at the zero. time, right. <laughs> and so we're going to be there on the anniversary of this thing. Hadn't even thought about it or anything. So we thought, oh, this is going to be something, you know, we're supposed to be watching them pour concrete, and they're going to be having all this stuff going on, so... So anyway, we get uh, time came. We got on the plane. We went to New York, and Bob's daughter at the time lived in, in one of the Bergs there in New York. And we he went to meet her for dinner that night. So, so uh, and we stayed at a we were in Midtown, but we stayed at a little hotel kind of off to the side. It wasn't even a famous. It was just mm-hmm. an old little hotel, really neat. And we met his daughter, and uh, we had food it was at an Italian restaurant again, kind of off the main beaten path. Very nice little place, quiet, and all of a sudden, we were at a table of three people. Bob was sitting kind of right, almost directly across from me, and his daughter was sitting kind of to my left. there was a little circular table, and just sitting there, and John Voight walks up right behind <laughs> Bob. John Voight, yes, the actor John Voight, walks up and That's stands crazy. right behind Bob, and he was talking to the little busboy guys. They had their own little, little booth right there, and he was sitting there talking to him, and I couldn't say anything because he's sitting right there like five feet away from me. So I waited and waited, and he went into the restroom. I said, Bob, I go, John Voigt was just standing behind you. And, and my, you don't know Bob, my friend. He goes, oh, sure he was. You know, he like yeah. crossed his arms and <laughs> turned himself so he could watch when he came out of the bathroom. And he's sitting there. And so he waited and waited. And out come John Voight. And Bob couldn't say anything because That's it hilarious. was him. And he's a big, tall guy. He's like 6'4". But to tie the story believe, together. I though,
1: that you guys didn't go up and be like, well, this is probably no, before selfies and everything. But well, at least, like, go and talk.
0: We wouldn't do that. But... but after he left and went back down to his place, a bunch of people came over and asked him for autographs and all that. Uh, you know? and I was like, gee, many Christmas people. Was he cool he's, about it? Yeah, he was signing them. He was nice. Oh, that's nice. But um, anyway, Angelina it was just Julie's so cool. Dad. But, but what else is he? He's Nicholas Cage. Oh, he's Cage. Cage's It's his dad. dad. I didn't think of that on, on National movie. treasure. I forgot. So I just saw Nick Cage's house the week before, and now here I am sitting and here looking at his dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Benjamin <laughs> Gates or whatever his name was in the movie. So anyway. That is funny. So it was so cool. But. You know, what's the odds of seeing, well, I guess in New York City, you're going to see people like that. But it was just so cool. Yeah, but it's like
1: weird how, okay, we're not from either of those places. We're in Indiana. You went to one coast, saw what, like, well, you know, saw his house. Go to the other coast, Coast see his fake dad.
0: Okay, side note, too. On this New York trip, I don't remember if it was the first night or the second night, but Bob and I, we you know, after dinner, we went, must have been the first night, I guess. We went out and stood well, uh, it's midtown. We just decided to go out on the sidewalk. Bob wanted to go buy some clove cigarettes. <laughs> <I don't laughs> okay. So we were out. Uh, I don't know if you know a lot about New York City, but and I don't either, but I do know one thing. They have these odd stores there. So here's this store, and I think this is where we bought the cigarettes too, But um, or it was, I guess it was right next door to this store. But anyway, this store had... Big gaudy brass junk. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, everything in there was just like they had bird baths made of brass, and they had just this big junky brass stuff. But and also, they bring these things out and set them on the sidewalk during the day, and then at Mm -hmm. night they put them all back inside. But so we're standing there on this big giant sidewalk. You know, the sidewalks in New York are really big. And we're standing there, and I'm I'm just looking, and there's this big outside of the store. You know what a cigar store ending is, right? Yeah. so there, think of that. But also but instead of a cigar store Indian, think of a six foot tall brass frog standing up with his <gasps> oh arms crossed, what? standing there. Oh and my I gosh. looked at that. And I go, Bob. I go, who would come in here and buy this junk? I mean, you know. And Bobby, typical Bob, he crossed his arms and looked at it. And goes, well, I don't know. I might just be sitting at home one day and thinking, I need a six foot brass frog in my house, <laughs> and here's where I have to go to come get it. So he, he was just like, you never, Bob never misses a beat. But I'm like, you know. This is weird. Have you
1: ever felt that <laughs> urge to have that in the house?
0: No. Okay. No. It's Just gaudy. So, <laughs> hey, you remember when we were in New York City? Remember when you hailed the cab and yeah. you had the hot dog and mm-hmm. all that stuff? Well, do you not remember how all of a sudden we were on a sidewalk and this door like popped open and some dude pops up? He's like carrying oh, yeah, a, yeah. a car to junk up out of yeah. some basement crawl space thing. <laughs> it's mm. like New York is very weird. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, the, the gaudy brass store, that was an interesting little side note another little squirrel moment
1: okay but i'm doing a little googling here right. and so this guy gary winnick his son's adam winnick who i found on well, i had
0: two boys i think but anyway. well it
1: just said chilled on his he has a wikipedia page
0: yeah um a Wikipedia i'm sure Wikipedia. Wicked. anyway go Why ahead. Wicked. well he has a kind of a interesting background go ahead oh i didn't
1: know that okay <laughs> so anyway no there are pictures of him and um, but it says that he has a sister too, so I don't know.
0: The boy does. Yeah. Well, he may. I, I, I didn't you know. know we it, didn't meet her. But. Well, yeah.
1: So it looks like he is married to that Catherine Winnick girl, and well, maybe she's that's an, the girl and she's an that's actress. Yeah, she's on some. some yeah. So <laughs> now there's another.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm
1: trying to still. It's. I don't See, know if that's. They didn't this tell sister. us
0: all that, but. <laughs>
1: no, that's her brother. That's her.
0: So that's his daughter.
1: So I think that this. Guy the the boy his name is Slick Win or Slick Winnick.
0: Slick Winnick. <laughs> Slick, Winnick. Slick Winnick.
1: Um and his I think his sister is Catherine Winnick, who has a verified check on Instagram they were like influencers and she was in the movie Minutemen possibly. Hmm. I don't know, we'll have to do some more investigating.
0: Russian with fame out. There. I guess
1: so, yeah. She says, we'll do some name
0: play- dropping on this show. Yeah. Boy, so no, that's very interesting. That was kind of the one of the craziest weeks in my life ever. I mean, I'll never do anything like yeah, that, that. again, Yeah, that was wild. So cool. You had a billionaire pouring a drink. Yep.
1: Saw Nick Cage's house. You still, I feel like at some point I have to meet Nicolas Cage.
0: Maybe so. Maybe so someday. I'm sure he's busy. He makes a million movies, you know. So anyway, but so we were in New York I still. Think I think he's really... also
1: kind of crazy, but
0: well, that's all right. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But I like I like Nick Cage. So anyway. Um, so in the New York trip, the intent, again, was to go watch them pour this right. mix. Well, that day was foggy and raining, and they couldn't pour, so we didn't get to actually see the pour. But we went down to watch them, uh, went down to their concrete plant, look at the materials and how they do it and how it all was implemented. So, interesting, but that, that was kind of a bomb from that perspective. So, but I got to see John Voigt, so it was all, so was good, you know. All was it was it. All so, what's good. part
1: three of this story? Well, that part?
0: so, again, that all happened in September of 2007, Then, probably around 2010, a couple, three, four years later, maybe 2011, I don't know, um, I was working a different place right then, and I was down at the quarry in Poe, Indiana. And that quarry, the the property there is actually owned by a family who's got famous people in it, too. (laughs) But uh, um, uh, one of the... Uh, one of the, the dad, originally the dad of the kids that are part owners right now, he was a New York Giant. And then one of the boys played for the New York Giants. Oh and then gosh. And then they owned some things. here. But anyway, the, the, the old lady, I shouldn't probably say that. I, well, she probably wouldn't listen. <laughs> but anyway, the old lady, sometimes she'd just come out to the quarry looking around and stuff because they lived right across the street there and everything. And so I saw her one day. I was coming through there. And she was standing there with a, a guy, and I figured it must be one of her kids or something that I didn't know, you know. So I just pulled up and asked her if was there was anything I could help her with because, you know, she's always coming and asking us stuff. And, oh, no, no, I'm just showing my son here, some, you know, the quarry. And I go, okay, well, if you got any questions, you can go holler. So I went back into the office, and Mary, who worked at our scales, said, oh, did you meet the son, Conrad? And I said, yeah, I, I did. I didn't know his name, but yeah, I met him, Conrad. And she goes, well, he's a movie star, you know. And I go, movie star? Like in Hollywood? And she goes, yeah. He's, a, he's an actor. He's made a lot of movies. And You're, I said, like, I get back down. "Like, Conrad Goody, right? That's his name then, Conrad Goody, because that's the old lady's name. And she goes, yeah, Conrad Goody. So I Googled him, and sure enough, he'd, he's in a bunch like, of movies. Like, what is he in? that? I- well, anger management, for one. Um Con Air, for another, oh. which is a Nicolas Cage movie. Oh
1: my gosh, <laughs> it's know. so crazy.
0: <laughs> so it was my sixth degree, third time Nicolas Cage meeting. So yeah, so you I know met what him is and I talked to the guy. Uh, this and doesn't
1: count, but it's kind of a little bit of a Nicolas Cage connection. Carson, in one of our podcast episodes, talked about um, <laughs> meeting Tom Welling, a.k.a. Superman, a.k.a. Kal L.,
0: Kal-el, yeah.
1: Nicholas Cage's son. From
0: Smallville.
1: Nicholas Cage's son's name is Kal-el.
0: Oh, that's right. You know, I forgot that's that. Another Dang connection. It. That's right. I should have met yeah. him. Yeah. Hmm. I should well. Have
1: met. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well,
0: anyway, so you see how this thing goes. And this, like I said, the first two happened in two thousand seven. This is twenty ten or twenty eleven, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. But so now I meet another guy who's connected. He was in Con Air. But I did Google him, and he really is more of a screenwriter, but he's been in movies, and I can't remember all of them now. But you can Google him. But uh,
1: just like the, the
0: Witticks, yeah. The party played in Conair, he had the really long hair. He's a big guy. All these boys were big, uh, all the goody boys. And he had the long blonde hair, and he got in a fight with Nicholas Cage there kind of toward the end of the movie. I think it was down in the underbelly of the plane. They got in that fight, and that's the guy. So, that's hilarious. But I would never have thought you'd run into him out in the middle of nowhere, in yeah. Poe, Indiana, of all places. It should have taken so. him to
1: Nine
0: Mile. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's eaten at Nine yeah. Mile. So anyway, that was, that was very interesting. And I know one of his other, well, I, I can't tell you what all the kids do, but anyway. Yeah. We'll go on. Cool. I guess there isn't a whole lot more to tell on it. I think that was it. That's the three connections the of my three. six degrees of Nicolas Cage <laughs> and uh, my now brushes with fame.
1: I think like the last thing of this <laughs> is like you just have to meet Nicolas Cage. Oh. And I feel like that would really be an experience because he's crazy. <laughs> and also remember that, like, okay, just a while ago it was in the news that Nicolas Cage He would like, he was out in public and at like a divorce court fight, like in the lobby of a courtroom, uh, just talking or getting in a fight with his wife. They were married for like nine days and they wanted to get a divorce <laughs> and they're like yelling at each other <laughs> and then yeah and then remember there's the whole thing too where it was like those people found an old painting of like their forefathers and it had like but it was nicholas cage's face and then it came out later that it was fake
0: yes i remember there's that. so yeah, many yeah. weird
1: things with nicholas see cage.
0: kevin bacon he's all just you know a little bit too much on him it's nicholas cage he's nicholas
1: cage is the yeah. one there's so many nah, weird things kevin like Bacon's overrated like, there really is something with National Treasure. It's like his <laughs> real life. Like, I think he thinks that he's in National <laughs> Treasure, all this weird stuff. And, like, you name your kid Superman, essentially. Like, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, but, okay, well, so he's those. are different. Were,
0: well, we all agree to that. He is different, but he is. He's, I like him, so that's all that matters. And we've um, figured
1: out the whole story now. We've got to listen. So, um, next podcast. Do well, you have any, uh, um, yeah, I,
0: I've said that before. Remember, I'm going to talk about why Fort Wayne is here from a geological perspective. So that'll be really cool, it'll be interesting. There won't be any stars that I know of in it,
1: <laughs> so uh, maybe. Unless,
0: maybe ice age I mean, stars it might come out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so this <laughs> is
1: going to be the, that's uh, what's going to be on the next episode. Yeah,
0: that's next episode. Just some couple of last points, I guess, is the uh. I'm going to have guests on this show. Mm-hmm. So as we go on, I will start picking up people. I've already talked to people who will come on. Who the already have said they're Who will come on the come program. program? Yeah, and the very first guy asked he wants to be a recurring guest. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> that awesome. didn't surprise me. Oh. He doesn't even know what the concept no, is yet. No. Does he? I yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, he
0: gets it. But he he said that might be funny just listening to you laughing at yourself telling stuff. But anyway, so yeah, we'll. Yeah, I think he's a work guy, and I'm gonna have him. And there's a few others there at work that I wanna get on this for nice. some, some things that we do at work that most people don't even know happen and what goes on with what we do, but we'll not make it boring for you.
1: Yes, yeah, so, so next episode, people can expect your longtime listeners.
0: My longtime listeners, <laughs> and yeah, so you'll get used to the structure of the program. I'll always start out with some housekeeping. We'll go into the story, and at the end, I'll have some kind of closing, and I'll tell you what my next one will be about. And I hope everyone can come back and listen again. Uh, faithful, long-time loyal listeners, (laughs) we will be here for the next show. So I don't have a name for it yet, but it will be about Fort Wayne and the geological aspects of why it's here. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Talking Schist with John.